0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelei. That's good. All right. Ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am Lorelai and today I'm very excited to introduce a wonderful friend of mine, Rama Lee, who is a medical intuitive and the owner and creator of Healing Words with Rama. And as you guys know, I have just been infatuated with medical intuition from the time that I read, uh, Carolyn, Miss's um, spirit of anatomy, anatomy of spirit, sorry. And, um, I, I had wanted to get a medical intuitive on here for the longest time and Rama here you are. So I'm so excited. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so excited yes so first the first thing that i ask for of all it's 333. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> high vibrational number we love that mm-hmm. um so the first thing i like to ask all my guests when they're on here is like what what brought you to your awakening and then what brought you to medical intuitive practice
1: yeah so It's been quite a journey. Um, I can say I didn't start off as a very spiritual person. So um, I was not raised religious. I didn't have any of that kind of background Um, and really just kind of started figuring things out on my own um, when I started having health crisis. So I think you're, most people, if you talk to them that are medical intuitives probably started out with a health crisis. Cause this is kind of what leads us into trying to heal ourselves, which in, leads us into being able to heal others and, and so forth. And that's just, it just seems to be the way it happens for all most medical intuitives that I've come across. Um, so. I, like many people also in the healing field, I had a traumatic childhood, um, in that trauma, um, as most people have come to understand now stays in your body. Um, and that leads to some kind of chronic diseases or ailments where people like, we don't understand what's causing it, you know, autoimmune disorders, things like that. Um, and I was no different. So I have a background, um, always loved health, loved healthy living. Um, I went in and I have a degree in sociology, health science, health education, and public health. So I always knew like I was really health minded, health oriented, wanted to help people to be healthy, wanted to be healthy myself. So that really has always driven me. I was, you know, that was my goal is to be as healthy as I could be and try to help other people be as healthy as they could be. Um, But I'd have to say I went through the journey of trying to help others, um, but it was kind of, I didn't feel like I was able to do enough, which Mm -hmm. kind of sounds funny. But um, so I taught college for 12 years. I was um, an instructor in public health and um, social justice and health education. I ran an internship program. Um, I really loved being a teacher. And so that was that was really a passion of mine, am in helping people one on one. But I also really felt like the science that was out there didn't completely resonate with me. Um, and so I, you know, it was a lot of kind of blaming. It was a lot of blaming people for their illnesses, and it was a lot of just take a pill, you know, those types of things that still just didn't quite fit for me. Um, But I was, you know, in my younger ages when I was doing all that. And then I went in through, moved to Texas, um, changed my direction where I was working more for a state agency. And I was doing more of the business part, um, running multimillion dollar grants and things like that for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and um, other federal agencies and working at um, the number one nonprofit in the country and helping people with employment and getting out of poverty and things like that. So I loved the work. I loved what the outcome was, but I was like now in the business world, I was doing mm. spreadsheets and I was like, and I was like, blah, this is so not what I signed up for. This yeah. is not what I want to do. I want to help people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was kind of where I really started it expressing the pain body, like all the pain started to come in, um, where I, everything in my body hurts. I had a lot of depression and anxiety. Um, couldn't quite feel anything. Couldn't feel joy. Couldn't feel love. Like everything just seemed like it had kind of shut down. Um, and so it really had to, it made me have to go in and go, what the heck is going on here? Like Why? do I feel this way? Mm -hmm. Um, and when you have to do that self-reflect, you do have to look back on your history. You have to, you know, reflect on things and what has been holding me back. What is making me feel like I'm not connected? Mm -hmm. Um, and the traumatic childhood. So things like that, that happened always being in a state of, um, fear. So in a state of like being On your tiptoes, walking around, you know, trying not to upset anyone, trying to be a people pleaser. All of those things really had an impact on my future, where I was like, now I'm more of a people pleaser for you know a long time and I didn't want to upset people. And I was had all this perfectionistic tendencies because I wanted to be perfect so no one could ever be upset with me, and you know, all those types of things, which really came out as I started to do this self-reflection. Um so in this, in this time, I was like, well, what? do I need to do? And I was like, I need to go in and I need to do some spiritual work. Mm. And that was the first step. I was like, this cannot be, this cannot be what life is supposed to be like. I shouldn't be this depressed and anxious. And I feel like I have a good life. So why the heck, why is this how I feel yeah. when, if anyone else looked at me, they'd be like, she's living a charmed life. you know. And I was like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm living a charmed life. Um, so that was really the first step was like, okay, I need to realize that this isn't how people need to live. Like, this isn't the way it has to be. And so with that, I, um, you know, going through all the anxiety, I had so much. When, when you are in a, you know, sympathetic state all the time where you're always in fear and you're always in fight, flight, freeze, um and fawn, which is another one that not everyone knows about, but that's really like how you please. That's where the people pleaser comes in because you're for your safety, then you fawn, you're like, oh, I'll do whatever you need to make you happy. Da-da-da. And I feel like I had more of the fawn um because I wanted to make not not cause any problems and make everyone happy and not get in trouble, you know, those types of things. Um so when you're in that state, your whole body like collapses in on itself. Mm. Like you are pulling your body inward to to like protect your heart. So if you think like, oh, I'm just like, oh, bringing it in. I'm crunched up. I'm like in this freeze position I'm holding everything in. And then your body starts to actually freeze like that, that actually your tissues start to go and get hardened and you hold all that trauma in. And then it causes you to have to pain throughout your body. Wow. Um, So I started going to naturopaths and I was like, okay, who's going to help me? And there, I couldn't eat any food. Like all food caused problems in my body. So I had all kinds of digestive issues um, and then the pain. So then the fibromyalgia, they they weren't sure what they were going to call it, but there was all the pain. And um, I had had a car accident when I was 14, where my entire body was ran over by a car. Oh this is <laughs> now when you think back, you're like, yep there's angels because my entire body from my ankle up over my leg, over my chest and off my shoulder. Like I was on the ground and a tire ran over my complete entire body. Um, And so, and I lived, obviously I'm here. There was some damage, but nothing that you would say is, you know, too life lasting, but there was a lot of, you know, injury to my neck, broke my neck, cracked open my skull, you know, tore ligaments and tendons and broke bones, but Nothing too serious, nothing life-threatening.
0: Um, all that sounds serious to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> little nerve damage. My big. whole body it's was broken, nervous. but it's no big deal. <laughs> I was school for, you know, I was like 14. I was at a school for like, you know, not even, a, I don't even think three months, like maybe a month. And then I was on crutches for a few months after that for, you know, all the other stuff. But yeah, so just keep Whoa. trucking along. Um, But your body feels the pain still like the body holds on to it. And Mm -hmm. then wherever you have these adhesions, that's where you often find you have the the emotional pain that comes into your body. Um, And then that disrupts the flow, which then you as you get older, you start feeling it more and you start feeling all the emotions that are tied to those areas and stuff, too. So so that was um, trying to figure out how to heal myself was the big catalyst when I was just like, there's just too much. I can't eat food. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. My, everything in my body hurts. I have migraines every day. Like it was just, it was just overwhelming. So luckily um we'd, you know, my husband, also, was seeing me going through this and was just like, ah, uh, just every day drop me off at work and be like, oh, I just wish you didn't look so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day I just said, like, I just can't do this anymore. I was just crying. And he's like, well, then just quit your job. And I was like, what? What did you just say? <gasps> do that? <laughs> like, I was like, how? How is that even possible? I can actually do that. I had always been like, you know, go to school, work all the time, like, to- like overachiever. And like, I've got to put in, 80 hours a week, like to prove my value, you know, I have to do it all. Um, and to be told like you can actually stop and just live, like just breathe, just figure out who you are, just build that connection with whatever you need to do to heal. And that was that really allowed me to become who I am now because I was able to go on my spiritual journey. I was able to leave all that behind and just like, okay, I am going to figure out who the heck I am, and how I get to be happy. And that was like, that was the first step. There's so much more to this. But do you I don't know what I've been talking about? Do you have any other
0: questions? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. So for those of us that are out there listening, well, the first question that I had is, when you were talking about the pain body, now, from a rudimentary perspective, it's like, I'm in pain, therefore I'm probably in my pain body. But what are some ways for us to know that we're expressing our pain body that maybe we're not uh, like conscious of?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have arthritis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's one way. So, you know, we see that come up, but they might just have like phantom pains. Like mm-hmm. maybe they have a pain in their neck or a pain in their shoulder or something like that. And they even go in and they get um, x-rays and they're like, that's, we don't really see anything going on. So you're like, why do I have pain there? Yeah. So the pain body can either be, you have an actual injury that you've had that's happened recently and you know where it's coming from, or it can just be these phantom pains where you don't understand how it's happening in your body, but your body hurts. So mm-hmm. any kind of movement you when you're trying to sleep, you can't get comfortable. Um, you you know, you exercise and all of a sudden you have pain everywhere and you're like, I didn't even do that much. Um, and it really has a lot to do with our flow and our fascia. Fascia is like fascinating. I don't know if people are talking about that. It's like the new thing to learn about because that is where all of our trapped emotions is housed. So our fascia it surrounds our nerves, it surrounds our organs, it surrounds um, all of our tissues, our bones. So people didn't used to give it any thought, just like, you know, our junk DNA, like, <laughs> how do right. we have all these things and people don't think they're significant. So this really um, is the largest organ in your body, really, it is, besides our skin. Um, and so it is underlying and it has receptors and it has serotonin receptors and it it feels whenever you have um any kind of injury it has all these nerve endings um and when it gets bound up when you have um adhesions when you aren't drinking enough fluids um then it gets stagnant in those places and they get hard and when that gets hard and gets stagnant you have these adhesions which then does not allow the flow So our bodies are meant to flow, you know, like we have energy, we have vibrations. So all of that is to keep us in flow and moving and being balanced and harmonized. And once we have those adhesions, it's like it gets stuck. And so Mm -hmm. it can't really move through. And then it just kind of keeps building up. And so you end up having more and more pain until you're able to release that. And a lot of that is the trauma release you know, as well as the physical, so those kind of go hand in hand. It's just really important to think of that as we just are needing to be in flow. So if you're feeling like you you um, don't have good feeling in parts of your body, there's probably a reason for that, or there's a lot of stagnation, there's a lot of pain, um, then that's most likely going to be in your fascia that's that's holding all of that in that space.
0: Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah, because I mean, just from a athletic perspective, you know, whenever I do any kind of running, which is a lot of high impact and whatnot, I get a lot of that pain buildup and tightness in my IT band. And so the answer to that, which is my least favorite thing is to roll out my IT band and oh, my yep. God, it hurts so yep. freaking bad. But then afterwards, it feels great because it's yep. breaking up all of that fascia, the tendons, yep. the thing that is yep. just get you know, all in there. And like, you know, it also makes me think of um yogic practice. Mm-hmm. You know, because in yoga, they're they're stretching and they're getting into these different positions, but it's very mind body centric. Yes. And that the movement involves the breath and they're using that pranic breathing. If I'm Mm -hmm. using that correctly, I apologize if there are yogis out that are like, stop talking, you don't know (laughs) what you're talking. But I mean, in the sense, like the pranic breath, the breath of life or whatever is what they utilize with the yogic practice. So that way you're always moving with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, man, it's like, maybe I should just do more yoga in life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yoga is fabulous it really is um
1: and and the breathing i'm so glad you brought that up because that is so 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 important for hydrating the fascia for breathing in the energy to the fascia for bringing the energy to the body so a lot of us don't breathe fully so mm-hmm. we just take shallow breaths or we are so constricted that we can't breathe fully so mm-hmm. there's you know different methods of breathing out there there's you know people are teaching how to do that through yoga um through other fascia work but it's really important that we do those full breaths so that we can actually hydrate and give the energy through our breath through through the body so that keeps us in the flow so I'm glad you brought that up yeah that's another really important part
0: it seems relatively simple like breathe fully drink yeah. water yeah. stretch
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Who'd have thunk? laughs>
1: What is interesting though, um, this just came into, I was just thinking about this. So a lot of people think if I exercise that I'm doing what I need to do. So like if I'm, um, doing a lot of aerobic exercise or if I'm running all the time or whatever, that we are loosening our fascia, that we're doing all those things that we need to keep us in flow, but it really can go the opposite direction. And I actually experienced this. I was an over-exerciser for a long time. You know, I had body image issues and, and all the other things. Um, and I was an over-exerciser and I would get l- a lot of pain. But I was exercising for like, I've got to be look good and I've got to be skinny and I, I don't want bad things to happen. You know, I, I want to be perfect. And that was my whole thought about it. So I wasn't exercising in a way that was good for my body. I was exercising in a way that was promoting serotonin and care, um, cortisol and, you know, all of these hormones that just cause more stress in your body
0: mm-hmm. and cause
1: more adhesions and cause more trauma. Um, and then my body just started breaking down more and I had to stop exercising altogether except for walking. And now I do walking as kind of a meditative experience. So it's not just I'm walking cuz I got to walk but I'm walking because I'm it's it's kind of it's meditative I'm getting in flow I'm communing with nature so it's a more of a loving kindness exercise um that gets me in the you know the nervous state of wellness versus the the nervous state of stress
0: and mm, absolutely it's funny because I feel that way about running in both directions so if I'm if I'm training for something, I tend to get into my pain body a lot more. Because I am exercising a lot each week. Yes, there's a lot of focus around timing and being on my legs for a certain period of time. But then when I'm just running, because I need to stay healthy, I'm trying to take care of my heart. I'm trying to, you know, move my lymph and my fascia and all the things Mm -hmm. that need to be in movement. And I'm doing it two to three days a week, where I'm running for 30 to 40 minutes. And then I'm taking breaks while I'm running. So there's, you know, I usually do my three and two. So three minutes of running and two minutes of walking for 30 minutes. And that's usually fine. Like I can recover from that very easily. It's on the, it's when I get into the mode of like training where I'm doing over an hour of running where i'm doing upwards of 90 minutes over that even mm-hmm. of running even the 3 and 2s and i'm really putting a lot of emphasis of impact on my body where i start to break down and i end up getting sick and it's like, well, you know, even though I feel and I, I look really good, like I feel strong and I look really good. It's you don't really see the impact of the impact. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's very interesting that we mentioned this because it's like I I have to really be cognizant and paying attention and observant of what's happening on the inner landscape because we're so hyper-focused on this outer landscape and like, do my abs look good in this top? And does my butt fill my jeans perfectly? And oh my God, do I have a double chin? You know what I mean? Like there's Mm -hmm. so much around the aesthetic of what our body looks like as opposed to what is happening on the inside and how is that being reflected you know what I mean? In my actions and like, am I in pain? And is there something happening here that I'm not paying attention to? That's later going to bite me in the butt, you know? Yep.
1: The other interesting thing about that too, is that, while I was an overexerciser and so forth. When I stopped exercising at that level and that I'm talking like three hours a day of exercising oh, in the gosh. morning and after work and um it was a lot. Um and then to like, okay, now everything's hurting and I, <laughs> I can't walk anymore, you know, like all that's you're oh. like, okay, well something's gotta change. Yeah. Um it, it it was really letting all that go and and finding doing exercise for enjoyment mm-hmm. that my weight stabilized that my body stabilized into a healthy weight. And that I wasn't as um, it wasn't really even much of a concern anymore. Like I ended up, being in calming my nervous system so that I wasn't always in a fight or flight. And so when you're doing that, your body's just more in movement and flow. You're eating more when you're hungry, you exercise because you love it. And so you don't have as many of the things that lead you to hold on to the weight. Like there isn't as much that's causing that. Mm -hmm. And it's just moving into that flow. So that was something else I was like, wow, that's, that's incredible. I work out I walk like half an hour 45 minutes every day and that's again for the for the fascia for the flow for the lymph I'm glad you brought that up lymph mm-hmm. is so important and is so completely tied to your fascia oh, yeah. and your whole system like oh we got to keep the lymph moving for our immune system and and so many other things that are important in our bodies whenever I have a session with someone I'm Almost always do a lymph flow cleanse because mm-hmm. there's everyone's pretty much got lymph stuck somewhere, mm-hmm. and those adhesions also from the fascia also can cause those lymph um, lymph buildup areas, and and that holds on to so many things that we need to flush out every day. Yeah, so yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up as well.
0: Yeah, I I used to get like these supplements to help with lymph. Funny enough, like the one supplement is like. um, I think it's related to what is the carnivorous plant Venus flytrap. I can't mm-hmm. even remember the like the 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 name of it like the genus name or whatever but it's a, basically a powdered version of that. And um, then okay. you take it and it's supposed to work wonders for your lymph and I'm like this is bonkers crazy pants but it worked. <laughs> well. Awesome. And the other thing was um Soaking your feet in hot water apparently moves your lymph like over like a ridiculous amount, like something like 125% more than like just exercise alone, which I'm like, well, that is delightful. Like,
1: (laughs) interesting. I had I actually not heard that before,
0: but that is, I'll have to look into that. That's interesting. Right. I mean, it was yeah. it was off of another podcast and this, this woman had another, uh, a, a, a lymph expert. Nonetheless. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't even think those exist, but I, you know, I stand corrected most. Yes. Of so <laughs> <laughs> she had talked about that and that stuck in my brain. Like that is crazy. Like 125% more of your lymph is moved by soaking your feet in hot water. And like getting one of those foot baths.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know we can clear toxins out of the bottom of our feet too. So I guess that would make complete sense that that would be something that you could do. That's fascinating. I'll definitely be looking into that. I know when I do the funny thing. So when we do the cleanses, the lymph cleanses, we do open up the bottom of the feet and release the lymph. So while, again, I didn't know about this... (laughs) (laughs) um, the foot bath but that is how they release the lymph when we do the the clearings of the lymph when I do my medical intuitive
0: quantum healing sessions but um that's funny oh my okay so we have to get into that too actually we need to talk about the quantum healing and what is okay especially for people like me who are you know learning all about the medical intuition and everything is there a difference between medical healing and intuition and quantum healing, or are they just intrinsically connected? I feel like I'm answering my question here, but
1: yeah. So, um, the medical intuitive just by itself is someone who can like feel into the person's body and find dis-ease. And we Mm -hmm. use the word dis-ease so that it's, it's not just saying there's a disease there or, you know, things like that, but where there's constriction, where there's there isn't good flow where there might be cells that are misbehaving (laughs) things like that so we feel into the body that way and the way I do it some people actually see things Mm -hmm. in the body um, and go in that way but I actually ask the body questions so um, if someone comes in and says like I have a pain this here and there or whatever the case is going on um, I'll ask the body, OK, what's going on with this? And I use applied kinesiology, um, which is muscle testing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a form of connecting through the quantum with the client. Um, and we can all do this. Like this is not just a me thing. Um, I did take some courses in um Working with this type of thing through the Motion Code, which is a Bradley Nelson course that he taught, um, where I was able to learn how to do muscle testing and connect with people's bodies and then release things. So that's kind of how this all started. Um, and then through that, I took a medical intuitive course, um, you know, for a year where I learned how to do all the quantum healing along with the medical intuitive. So anyway, so I connected with the body through the quantum through the muscle testing, I ask the body questions. And then the answers I get, that's when we go, okay, well, that's the things we need to work on. Yeah. And then I have healing helpers. I know this is where people sometimes get a little <laughs> like, Ooh, <laughs> this is woo woo. Um, but I do have <laughs> healing helper guides that go in and show me and they do the healing. So I don't actually do the healing. I work with the client. I tell them what's going on, what I'm seeing, what the healing helpers on the other side are doing to make sure the client's getting the care that they need, the cleansing they might need. Um, And they do it in a way which I really love because they make it fun and beautiful. Hmm. So they show me all these images of what they're doing. Um, and then I relay that information to my clients. That's the reason I call this the healing words with Rama, because I'm really giving the clients the um, meditative, but beautiful imagery of what's happening versus like, oh, they're doing this with their blood, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, going through and this, this crystalline color is coming in and they're infusing it in your liver and, you know, and they're doing all kinds of beautiful things. And they show me these beautiful images. Um, and, and I, first I was like, why, why do you guys, I mean, you could just show me like (laughs) this kind of gruesome stuff. I mean, that's what you guys are doing really. Um, and they said, well, because we want you, To relay to the clients, we want them to feel comfortable, but we also want them to be really in this imaginative state and joyful experience. Mm -hmm. And what they said was because when they're in joy, they're more receptive to healing. Yeah. And that has really been like such a profound thing for me. And I guess I could go into that as well, but that is like we all need to be raising our vibration to that frequency of joy. Mm -hmm. so that we can let in the healing that's where the healing can begin if we are if we're in you know not being receptive if we're not believing if we're like you know just not letting in um, all of these frequencies and vibrations of joy and love and gratitude and um, harmony and balance then we're really stifling the opportunities to heal in, in, and connect and connect with others and connect with the divine and all those types of things too. So it's really, um, a beautiful, a beautiful way to bring in that kind of experience. And so I love that, but they do that. Um, the funny thing is I, they, they're, they're doing it. So I am like, okay, this is what we're experiencing. And then I go, okay, I hope everyone's doing good now because, (laughs) because they're doing it all right. Um, so yeah, so it's always, it's always interesting that I, afterwards, I'm like, how are you guys doing? How's it feel? Like, what'd you <laughs> feel? And they feel all kinds of stuff. I've had clients tell me all about like, they felt everything as it was happening. They felt all the chills. They have, they got really hot. Um, they saw the imagery. Often the, um, the healing masters will show some imagery that's very um, connected to that client as well. And I, I, won't know that, but I'll be telling the story of what's happening right now. And then afterwards they're like, yeah, that I have a tattoo of that little thing or like that is, you know, just all kinds of interesting stuff. So they really connect and, and really try to bring in that joy with the client through that experience. So it's a really beautiful calming. Doesn't obviously doesn't hurt or anything. It's just really helping the client get in flow and, and, um, and whatever's happening, to make them at ease um and they also usually come in with some beautiful messages so often ancestors come in through these healings um their uh guides that might be their guides come through other guides come through that are healing and so forth so it can be anything can happen and i never know what's going to happen so <laughs> they kinda, they lead the whole thing so i i'm here i'm the vessel i'm the conduit for the healing and I'm just the communication um, with this side of the veil when that comes to that experience so oh, yeah. yeah really working in the quantum is it's such a it, it's the science is there and so now we're actually starting to see people um, opening up to this reality that we are all connected in the quantum and so energy healing and healing in different modalities like this are are very real. I know they sound a little crazy. I even say to myself, this is crazy. Like I would have never believed I could do this or was able to do this or I was connected to anyone three years ago. I mean, like that just wasn't even in anywhere in my thoughts, my process or reality of any way whatsoever. So Mm -hmm. it was interesting. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, I I, am. It's funny, the one example that comes to mind of our... Our effect of our energy in the quantum state and how it affects the uh the things that are around us. So mm-hmm. they did they they have lots of instances of studies like this where you they've had people come in and um give positive affirmations to plants and even glasses of water. Mm-hmm and they look at how the plant and even the molecular structure of the water is affected by yes. the positive affirmations and in ter- and also on the other side they do the same thing but negative affirmations mm-hmm. i don't even think affirmations is the correct word but negative words negative emotions or whatever yes. that sort of thing to plants and water mm-hmm. and you notice in each of the groups how it affects so like the negative Uh, things that were said to the water and to the plants the plants like failed to thrive they started to shrivel up and eventually die Mm -hmm. the water the molecular structure of the water was very jagged and not like this normal crystalline structure that happens when you look at water through the microscope and on the other side with the positive The plants thrived. They grew. They did well. Um, And the same with the 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 water. Like it it formed in a crystalline structure in that Fibonacci sort of sequence where you see like the you know what I mean all the molecules. Beautiful, yeah, it was beautiful designs. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 interesting how that works.
1: (laughs) It is. And you know what? I now talk to plants all the time. I talk to all my plants, and I'm always like, I love you. You're doing so wonderful. You're so beautiful. Thank you for being here with me. I talk to all of my plants. Um, you can talk to your food too, like Mm -hmm. talk to your food. I mean, you can, the living food, but even the food you're going to eat and just say, thank you for nourishing my body. You know, there is a reason that we did, you know, grace and stuff like that. We're like, thank you for, because we actually can infuse that energy into our foods to help heal our bodies, which Mm -hmm. is also phenomenal and magical, but we do have so much of our energy Can create such a balance within our environment and just through love, like love and compassion and just um, radiating that joy with everything around us really brings us all to this, into this coherence in the quantum because, you know, that's what we're all here for is to, to resonate together and, and be in this oneness, this oneness field.
0: Yes. So what are, what are some examples that you have of, um, certain clients that you've cared for that had a, like a really a remarkable experience with the healing? I, I want to know, tell me all the things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've had clients that had autoimmune diseases, mm-hmm. so, um, blood diseases, things like that, where they had had you know, were on a lot of medication, had had a lot of struggles. And then they had a couple sessions with me and they went back to the situation where they were before they even had to be on medication. So that was pretty incredible. Wow. Um, I've had a lot of clients with like, you know, they're dealing with depression or anxiety and had those relieved. Um, I've had clients that have a lot of nerve pain in their legs. And then we work on their nerve pain and that goes away. Um, had clients, I do, um, quantum, well, yeah, quantum acupuncture, which mm-hmm. is not acupuncture, but, um, acupuncture is part of it, but chiropractic, and that works on the fascia and all these other kind of things too, and all the flow. And so I've had people that have had their, their hips have been really hurting them for a long time. And then their hips completely heal. Um, their necks have been out of alignment. We've been able to get all that in alignment. So it really just depends on what the client needs. But we also do a lot of just immune system help, um, mm-hmm. digestive system help, things like that. A lot of people come in with vagus nerve issues. And so we align that, getting the um, the chakras in alignment, all of these things that might be just causing them to be having, just feeling off or out of sorts or like, I can't digest my food or things like that. So we've worked on a lot of those types of things. Um, lately, this Lately, I've been working with people. I know this is a whole nother topic, too. I don't want to go too much into it, um, but that have had their frequency, their vibration so low due to childhood trauma, due to things going on in their life um, where they have had energies attached to them Hmm. um, that have not been of the highest vibration frequency and they've been praising creating havoc um and so I've been working with clients on on those types of situations really the way to do that is to raise their vibration so it really has to be an ongoing type thing it can't be just a one and done in in a lot of those cases yeah Um, because they really it's it is a vibrational entity it's it's connected to them because it's it's Resonating with them at at the low frequency that they're living at at that time, and so there is a lot more work that has to be done. Mm-hmm. And I do do one on um, one, one on uh, one, not counseling, coaching. You know, coaching and how yeah. to raise the frequency and stuff like that, and raise their vibration so that they can live in this more of a harmonious um, environment where they aren't experiencing things like that. And yeah, they feel that's- the divine. Usually, it's people that don't have any connection right now to the divine as well and I feel like that's another thing maybe we should talk about. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like what does that mean on uh on a medical intuitive quantum level being connected to the divine and how do you how do you know that you are versus you aren't, you know, and that sort of thing. Like how do you know your vibration is super low? I mean, for some of us it's like you feel like hot garbage, but honestly, <laughs> I have, I have been like emotionally in a place where I felt really, really low, but at the same time, that disruption is also helping me to raise my vibration. It's sort of that whole like idea of the caterpillar turning itself into mush before it turns Mm -hmm. into a butterfly. You know, you have to kind of reach that point where everything has to shift and change. And that generally isn't a very comfortable experience so no what would it what would it mean a low vibration experience versus a transformational experience and mm-hmm. how do they differ and what I think they're the same I think that they are <laughs> the same
1: like we go through contrast for a reason mm-hmm. and so I'm using the word contrast because it's letting us see it can be different So even like these low vibration attachments, things like that, they're bringing in to show contrast so that you can be annoyed, upset, like enough that you want to change. So, so many things have come into our lives, like COVID, things like that, where a lot of people have woken up because they're, they're seeing how bad it is. And then they're like, I need to see better than this. This is not working for me. I'm not in flow with this. And so it really brings in those lows. Help you to want the highs. They help you to want to get out of that situation, but also then teach you the lesson of, like, why am I here? And you really do have to go in and go, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And you have to feel it. Like, you can't just ignore it. You have to feel it. You have to go, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way and get curious and be like, hmm, why? Why? Why is this happening? And then just like, okay when you're, when you ask the why, when you're curious versus judging yourself, like, I'm just so grumpy and I'm just such a bad mood today, you know, those types of things. But if you get curious and go, huh, that's interesting. Why do I feel that way? That kind of opens you up to really kind of investigate and to, to bring in the vibrations of wonder. Um, and then you can like, then try to feel that out. And then as you work that work through that, then release it and just be like, "Okay." How, how am I going to do this now? Next time this shows up, how am I going to react, you know, and how can I make this better each time? And as you work through it, it gets easier. And then you are always in a state of being able to work through it quicker and quicker and quicker as you're raising your vibration. Um, And then it just becomes more of your natural state versus the, like, I'm a terrible person and I do everything wrong. And, you know, it's just the blaming, the judgment, the, you know, all of those self-criticism things that really pull us down and 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 bring us into those positions where we can start having that pain and anxiety and depression.
0: Yeah. It it reminds me of the one of the hardest things I feel like most people have um is getting in contact with the concept of grace. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, we're taught from a young age to always be pushing ourselves and to not allow ourselves to remain stagnant but we're not taught how to do that in a in a way of grace so it's like you know you you, you put yourself in this critical corner and this judgmental corner of like you need to be doing this all the time otherwise you aren't good enough you know, in every respect, however that looks, whatever your goals and purpose is in life. If you're not achieving these goals, therefore you are failing. And we don't teach ourselves how to be graceful in our sense because we're meant to fail. We're meant to not do everything correctly because if we did, then there would be no learning. There would be no concept of, of understanding how to do things because we're not going to do things right the first time around or the second time around or the third time around. You know, I mean, you look at professional athletes and of course, one of my favoritists is um, Michael Jordan. You know, he was one of the most prolific basketball players of all time and he missed so many shots. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing with like a lot of baseball players, they would, you know, they all these big league hitters would ha- that have made so many like home runs, but they missed more than they actually, you know, succeeded. So it's, it right. is true with every person, but we don't allow ourselves or afford ourselves the same amount of grace, you know, and, um, I feel like if if we were able to allow ourselves to, to be graceful in the ways that we know that we're not perfect and it's okay and you can tell yourself, I didn't really do that well today and that's all right. Mm-hmm. What could I do better for tomorrow? Instead of mm-hmm. like, I suck, you know? Right. Yep. <laughs> Which is yep. our normal where we go usually <laughs> and that's where i feel like but, yeah. we kind of really exactly. get into like what yeah. you were talking about the pain body yes you know into those lower vibrational states and that's right. when you start to attract the things that you don't want exactly yep
1: yep that's exactly true so when i went on this journey so my spiritual journey um and i had to break down everything so everything that was me that i thought that i believed like everything I had to let go of and just be like, okay, now, if I was just being born right now, (laughs) how, how would I want to live? How would I want to breathe? How would I want to interact? You know, and, and part of that. So then I started, you know, reading books and going, seeing speakers and, um, tuning webinars and, you know, summits. And I just, I did everything. And then I went into the, perfectionist. Like now I've got a 12 hour day of learning. (laughs) I was just like, okay, now I need to calm this down because like now I'm overdoing this, you know, like it wasn't like I quit my job just so that I could then have another job. And that's totally where I went to. So I was still in a little struggle there for a little while. Um, and I had, I went through one, um, Speaker trainer, and her whole thing was, you know, that we could heal ourselves, and this is true. All of us can heal ourselves. So this isn't something like everyone has to go to a quantum healer or anyone else. We all have the the power to hear heal ourselves. So, but I went to her and I I did her whole course, and and her whole thing was about like we'd have to raise our vibration, we'd be in joy and so forth like that, and then we could heal ourselves, and she would work people through it. And I was like, how the heck? Like I don't even know what joy is. And that's when I was like, "Whoa, I've got a problem. Like, I don't even know what vibration frequency experience of joy is like Mm -hmm. that is foreign to me. And that was, that was a really big wake up call. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, I've got to figure this out. I've got to break down these heart walls, all of this defense that I have built up through my childhood and adolescence and adulthood where, you know, you're trying to be perfect and, you know, you don't give yourself grace and, you know, all these things that you're just like, oh, I'm just protecting myself in every way, which when you protect yourself, you don't let yourself have fun. You don't let yourself have joy. You don't like get to experience life. You just are protecting yourself all the time. Like, that's it. Like, I don't want to be judged. So I'm going to be perfect. I don't want to do this. And so you just really leave out that really important part of your existence, which is joy and play and fun and connection and just being silly, just Mm -hmm. having, you know, just running around like a crazy person and singing and dancing, you know, all those types of things that like really make us feel alive and really make us happy, you know, and joyful. So, um, when I went on that journey, so here I am now gosh, I got to break down these heart walls. This this, this is a whole thing. I got to, you know, deal with forgiveness of myself, forgiveness of others. That is really important. That's a really important step. Um, There are many different trainings and programs. And that really is the foundation is you do need to forgive yourself Mm. as well as forgive others. So while we don't have to forget, we don't have to say what they did was okay, but we do have to like, let that go because they've moved on mm-hmm. and we're holding on to it in our body. Mm-hmm. We've got the hang, we've got the anger, we've got the fear, the frustration that we've got it in our body and we are holding on to it. And that is causing us the pain. So right. we have to forgive them. And then we have to forgive ourselves because we didn't know better or like we did the best we could. We need to give ourselves that grace and that forgiveness because again, that's going to be held in ourselves. Like that's going to come in. That's going to stay there. We're just going to keep feeling it and we're not going to be able to release, release what we need to, to heal. So that's really important. So then I was like, okay, let's, let's get down to the business of the divine. Like this was the whole thing for me. Um, again, I didn't have a religious background, but I also didn't think I was worthy of the love of the divine. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that little old me was worthy of anything <laughs> because I'd never really felt like I was good enough. You know, like it, I wasn't made to feel that way um, growing up or in my life. It was just like, nah, I'm just here doing my thing. Um and but I always believed in angels, which is also very interesting. But again, didn't think they were with me. They were with everyone else. <laughs> they weren't mm-hmm. with me. So I really had to open myself up to the possibility that there, I was connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a healing very similar to the way I do my healings now, because it was my teacher, my medical intuitive teacher. And that first healing like blew my mind. Mm-hmm. She brought in these healing masters, um, you know, the some a lot of the same ones I work with actually now. Um, and the visualizations and just all of the things that she brought in really just opened me up. And, you know, I was meditating every day and I was doing all these things and really calming my body and, you know, getting good food and exercising. I had to completely, um, transform my diet as well. So I had to go organic, really healthy, you know, nothing processed and, and all that kind of stuff. So really trying to clean out my system, get rid of my heavy metals, um, toxins in my body, that's also very, very important. Um, and recommend everyone do that when you're starting to go through this healing process. Um and so while I was doing all of that and then I had this healing from her and I was meditating every day and being in nature and doing all the things you're supposed to do, right? And then all of a sudden after that healing from her, I started hearing voices. Mm. So I started hearing my angels and guides mm-hmm. started talking to me and it was telepathic. So they're not like in my ear talking to me, but uh-huh. they were coming through and, and I was hearing them and they were having full on conversations with me. Um, and it was very loving. It was very kind, you know, it, it was incredible. But then I thought I was like going crazy, right? (laughs) So I was like, what? What's happening right now? And, um, you know, a lot of people probably experience this, but they don't allow it. Mm -hmm. So I had gotten to a point now where I was like, okay, well, I feel crazy. But I'm gonna see what's going on, and at this point, my body started vibrating all the time, and I was like, "This is weird too. Am I sick? Like, what's happening?" I started seeing all these auras, and so I was getting all these like bubbles of light all over all the time, and, and so any all these things were happening to me, right? And I was like, "Oh my god, what is happening?" Um, and come to be, that was just raising your vibration. You're having you're having the energies around you. You were starting to experience them. All of these things were taking place. So. Fascinating, but I'm so grateful for my husband because he he was the only one I was really talking to about this. And this was new to him too. So he was like, okay, I know you and I know you don't make stuff up. This sounds a little crazy. <laughs> but he was still, you know, but he's still very open to it. He's like super open now because you know, after everything we've been through with this. Um, but yeah, so that was, you know, whoa, what is happening? And um, and then my teacher, she opened up um, an opportunity to learn from her. And I was like, okay, well, I was so connected in these experiences. And then it opened me up to having communication with my guides and, and Jesus and St. Germain. And, um, my main guy, our na- guide, her name is Myth, And so all of these came in. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, I'll try this. I'm like, Oh, I'm sure I'm not connected enough. It's not gonna really happen. You know, I'm just going to be, but I'll, I'll learn so that someday maybe, maybe when I'm ready, it'll be all good. And fast forward a couple months and I was doing healing sessions for people. And like, it was even before we got to that point in the course. So that was interesting too. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to start trying this. And then it just started working. So I then was the first in our group to start a business and, and I've just been going ever since. It's just been incredible. Cause I really feel this was my calling, you know, how I was always interested in health and I wanted to work one-on-one and I wanted to heal people in a way that was more profound than just telling them to take a pill or, you know, go do this or exercise or, you, you know, whatever um, to be able to make really a lasting impact and to, to help them in a way that, um, that really had long lasting you know, long lasting effects, long lasting impact helps them feel more connected um, to everything out there that is sending them love and light all the time that they maybe aren't even aware of, but yeah. that are here to help them. And and all we have to do is ask and just believe, believe that they're here and they want to help us and and we can connect to them at any time.
0: I love that. And that's actually a perfect segue into telling everybody how they can contact you, especially if like, you know, they're needing some of that extra support and figuring out how to intuitively connect with their body and how to raise their vibration on the quantum level and connect with their guides. Like how can they find you? Yeah.
1: Um, so I have a website, healing words with So you can find me there. I'm also on Facebook with the same name, healing words with Rama. Um, I, if you go to my website, there's also, um, and you subscribe, there is a gift of, um, finding joy. So it's 13 steps and stages, things that have proven to work for me and that I want to share with everyone. Um, so if you subscribe, then you can get that free download as well as you, um, will register to be in a drawing for a 20 minute, um, healing session just to kind of get your your feet wet. Um, if people are interested in having a healing session with me, there that's also available on the website. Um, I do have a free miracle signs and synchronicities um call that I do once a month the first Monday of the month and this is this to me I feel like I had to do this because it it's meant to help people see that there are signs and synchronicities all the time, that they're always here trying to communicate with us. And that when we pay attention, you get more of that, you bring in more of the magic into your life. And, um, and there's no end and there's no end. Then the more you recognize and you acknowledge, the more they bring you, the more excitement it is. And then, so it's really a time to to share with others the magic of what you're experiencing as you're awakening, um, as you are learning what to look for, as they're bringing in different experiences. um, And you really can see where maybe manifesting is also coming in, like your mind, how your mind has that um, power to be able to, when you have those positive thoughts, then those things can bring manifest into your life as well um and then when you're asking for help and all that good stuff so that's miracle signs and synchronicities you can sign up for that on my website as well and that's like i said the first monday of each month um i also do one-on-one um coaching for people that are wanting a longer time to have that one-on-one experience of going through the process of awakening, or if they need more, you know, long-term healing, um, that's really an ideal course for that. It's six months. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, or then I also do, and we'll be offering this in the next couple months, the next round, um, a group course on finding joy. So that's another thing, too. And every now and then I also just put out little healing, um, quick little healings that if people want to join in, I'll do, you know, I'm thinking I'm probably going to do something around uh, your immune system for the for the fall for oh, everyone going through all of their relatives and the kids in the schools and the just all the stuff that's going on. We all need a little immune system boost. So I'll probably be offering things like that. So there's always things that are coming up and i'm always excited to work with people so yeah if you're interested i would love to love to bring you in and and see how we can work together and be That's amazing
0: awesome. yeah so and just so you guys know it's healing words with rama and rama is r-a-m-a-h so if you put in r-a-m-a it's probably not going to work so r-a-m-a-h yeah. <laughs> healing words with rama with an h.com right yes Okay, and your website is really sort of like the port for all of this, like the for all of this, all yes. of it. So, ooh, I don't so <laughs> yeah, you want to get on there, and so you can do the free once a month on the Mondays, free first Monday of the month to yes. do the the free session, and then subscribe so that you can subscribe to your channel, so that way or your your website. So that you can get the free download and the uh, the entry to possibly win a twenty minute healing session with you. Mm-hmm. And you have and that will also them.
1: get them on the mailing list, so they'll they'll get notice of when I do offer other programs as well.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Well this is this was amazing. Thank you so much for taking Thank the time you. to be here, Rama. This is yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. So all of this information about Rama and her website will be in the show notes. So You can always just look at the show description and click on the link in there and it'll bring you up to Rama's website. Um, Be sure to check it out and uh, figure out how to get ship shape and get your vibration elevated and in order. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and we appreciate all of you and um, I look forward to talking at you again very soon. Love and light to you, always. Thank you. All.